Thanks for joining us on Our Father's House's weekly podcast, A Place to Find God. Each week we bring you a sermon from our Sunday services where you can be uplifted and grow in Jesus on the go. If you have any questions or want to learn more about us, you can always check us out online by going to ofhorangeburg.com. We'd love to get to know you. Now let's get to this week's message. Bless God on today for that. And those of you that are here with us, as well as those of you that are online on this morning, we thank God for you. Amen. Being here in our midst on today, we certainly looking forward to the Lord having his way in our midst. Before you be seated, let's pray. Father, we bless you. We thank you just for the reminder on this morning of how good you've been to us. You've healed us so many times. You brought us through many difficult situations, God, that we didn't even know how we would make it through. But God, you've been good to us, Lord. And we just want to stop right now and say thank you. There were times that we didn't think that we would make it, God. We didn't even think that we deserved to make it. But God, because of your grace and your mercy, God, you brought us through, Lord. And we thank you. For that on today, even as we stand here today in your presence, we ask you, Father, that you would have your way in our midst, that you would speak a word to our hearts, Lord, that will cause us, Lord, to gravitate to you even closer, so that you would have your way and fulfill your purpose in our lives. We come against everything that is not of you, every hindrance that will come in the service. We rebuke it right now. In the in the name of Jesus, and we declare, God, that the airways will be free, that the airways will be clear, the atmosphere, God, will be conducive for the movement of your Holy Spirit in our midst. And we pray, God, for the anointing of your spirit here on today. God, that you would, Lord, break yokes and destroy those things that would oppose your will and your purpose. We give ourselves into your hands right now, Lord. For it's in the name of Jesus Christ that we pray. Amen and amen. Come on, give the Lord a praise, everybody. That's it. Give him a praise. It's all right to open your mouth and tell him thank you. Hallelujah. Come on. That's it. Tell him thank you. Hallelujah. Praise God. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. Praise God. We bless God on today. Amen. You may be seated. God bless you. We bless God on today for just another opportunity to be in the house of the Lord. You know, we often say it's good to be in the midst of God, but I was in his midst before I got here. Amen. But it's good to be in his house where we gather together. Amen. The Bible said how good and pleasant it is for brethren to what? Dwell together in unity. Look at somebody and say, it's good to see you here. Amen. Praise the Lord. We are gathered together in his name. So we are looking forward to the Lord. Uh, having his way. Again, we thank God for our online audience on today. You've been so gracious in um, being faithful to be a part of our service on a regular basis, and we certainly want to say thank you for being a part of our service on today. If you don't mind, and if you know somebody that you care about, uh, amen, you can go and call them and contact them, like, share, and invite them to be a part of the service on today. Create a watch party. Amen. So that someone else can hear 
the word that God had given to us on today. I want to share a word that had been being tossed in my spirit for maybe uh, maybe a couple of weeks, I would say. Um, and um, I want to share it with you on today. And as I say you, I'm also included in that because whenever I deliver a word, it's not just for you, but it's for me also. And uh, we all here with listening ears to hear what it is that the Lord has to say. Whenever you come to the God's house, uh, whenever you sit down in the presence of, of God, uh, tune your ears to hear what it is God has to say. You don't know what you're going to deal with this week, but it may be a word that God will speak today that would help you through. Amen. Amen. What you have to deal with this week or the future further in life. So tune in your ears to hear that which we trust that the Spirit will speak to our hearts on today. If you would, go to the book of Deuteronomy, the 8th chapter, and we are going to start at the first verse, Deuteronomy 8 and 1. This is Moses here talking to the children of Israel after they had wandered in the wilderness for 40 years. And Moses here delivers to them a word from the Lord. And it says, all of the commandments which I command thee this day shall you observe to do. And this day you shall observe to do them, that ye may live and what? Multiply and go in and possess the land which the Lord swear unto your fathers. At this point, they had not gone in to possess the land, but they was there at the mouth of Canaan. And here Moses is delivering to them a word from the Lord. The second verse said, And thou shalt remember all the way which the Lord thy God led thee these 40 years in the wilderness to humble thee and to prove thee and to know what was in thine heart, whether thou wouldest keep his commandments or no. I want you to let you, we look into this scripture, I want you to look at the heart of God here now. Look at where God is inside of where he has brought the children of Israel. The third verse, he said, And he humbled thee, and suffered thee to hunger, and fed thee with manna, which thou knewest not. Neither did thy fathers know, that he might make thee know that man doth not live by bread alone, but every word by every word that proceeded out of the mouth of God. It is, isn't it amazing how God can orchestrate things in our lives, amen, to cause us to know him. He said, I've led you by way of the wilderness because I needed to do something in you. God said, I, I had to do something in you, and, and while I was doing something in you, I was proving you. I was letting you understand me. I was de de uh, developing some character in you, and I needed you to understand uh, where your supply comes from. Man does not live by what bread alone, but what by every word 
that proceeds out of the mouth of God. And let's look at the fourth verse. It said, Thy raiment or your clothing wax not old upon thee, neither did thy feet swell these forty years. Hmm. My Lord Jesus. Thou shalt also consider in thine heart that as a man chasteneth his son, so the Lord thy God chasteneth you. That word chasten there does not mean necessarily whipping, but that chastening there means training. As a man takes on the responsibility of training his son, developing character in his son, so the Lord takes on that same, amen, responsibility in your life. He's going to train you. He's going to develop something in you. Therefore, thou shalt keep the commandments of the Lord thy God and walk in them and walk in his ways and to fear him. I want to go to Timothy, Second uh, Timothy, the fourth chapter, a very familiar passage of scripture, the fourth chapter and uh, the seventh verse. And here we have Paul making a declaration to Timothy, his spiritual son. And at the seventh verse, Paul said, I have fought. <laughs> Mm, a good fight. How many of you want to be able to have that testimony when you come to the end of your journey? Paul said, Paul, Timothy, I need to understand that my time of departure is at hand. But when I look back over my life, I have fought a good fight. I finished my course. Those things that God had placed before me, I finished him. I finished my course. I finished my work in Philippi. I finished my work in Ephesus and in Galatia. I finished my work in Thessalonica. I finished my course. He said, in case you don't understand how I did it, he said, I kept the faith. Therefore, <laughs> There is laid up for me a crown of righteousness, which the Lord, the righteous judge, shall give me at that day. And not only for me, not for me only, but unto all them that also love his appearance. I want to talk to us just for a few minutes on this morning from this subject, my journey there. My journey, there. All of us got some place we got to go. All of us have a destination in our lives. There's a destiny that God has laid out for every one of us. And, and, and I want to challenge you on today to sometimes stop. I want you to sometimes stop and ask God, God, where is it that you're trying to take me? Yeah. We are not to drift listlessly and haphazardly through life, but God has a destination for every one of us. 
I don't care who you are, and I want you to stop letting your mind tell you, letting the devil tell you, and letting friends and folk tell you that you never will be anything, but God have a destination for every one of our lives. Yes, You ought to look at somebody and say, I got a destination. And because we have a destination, a destination is a place which someone is going or an objective that someone is trying to accomplish. Hmm. I mean, you got some things in your life that you want to see accomplished. Some places you want to go. And then and now those places does not have to necessarily be geographic. Come on. Yes, Abba. But let me share something with you on this morning as we go through this lesson. <laughs> Many times in life, the problem is not whether or not we have a destination. Most times, the problem is the journey to the destination. Come on. I want you to understand something that every destination has a journey. We would all love to be as I think it was Elizabeth Montgomery on Bewitched. You remember Bewitched? Where she would, I'm bringing two people together. You ever, you ever just blink her eyes or twitch her nose and you'll be transported from one I dream of Julie. But that's not life. <laughs> life says that if I have a destination or a destiny, <laughs> there is some ground that I have to cover in order to get there. And one of the things that I want us to focus on this morning is uh, while not losing sight of our destination, I want you to embrace the journey. Because many folks start out headed somewhere, <laughs> but because of difficulties along the way, they, didn't, they never did get there, get there, or they didn't get there at the appointed time. So I want us to focus on this morning <laughs> On the journey. The question is, as we are on this journey, and I want you to I want you to say it to yourself. I'm on a journey. Even spiritually. I've been saved over 50 years, Brother Andrew. And along this journey called walking with God, mm. there have been some ups and there have been some downs. Come on. Before you reach your destination, <laughs> you got to go on a journey. I want to 
sort of focus our attention this morning on my scripture text in Deuteronomy, where Moses here was admonishing the children of Israel concerning their journey. And here I want you to look at something here because they had wandered in the wilderness for, for what, 40 years. Now, when they left Egypt, historians told us that it was only 11 and 11 day journey. Isn't it amazing how an 11 day journey can turn into 40 years? Come on. The distance from Egypt to Canaan or the promised land was not that long. But the problem was how they were dealing with the journey. And God told Moses to tell the children of Israel, he said, I, I, I took you this route. I could have taken you a different route, but God said, I took you this route because I needed to do some work in you. We want to get to where we want to get to, but God said, okay, I want to get you there also, but on the way, I need to work some things out of you. I need to work some things in you. You're really not where you think you are. Let me show you something. <laughs> the children of Israel were so excited about coming out of Egypt. <laughs> Egypt represents our captivity. Egypt represents the time in our lives when the enemy had us. As Paul so beautifully depicted in the seventh chapter of Romans, when I would do good, evil was always there present. Can anybody remember that Egypt? When they wanted to do some good thing, but it just seemed like they just couldn't do it. But one day God sent a deliverer to Egypt and called on Pharaoh to let my people what go. And after some spiritual negotiation, God brought the children of Israel out. But let me share something with you. And God spoke to Moses and tell him, said, I'm going to take you into a land that flows with milk and honey. In other words, he, God, God, I set a destination for you. In other words, all he was doing was reminding them of the destination that he'd already made with their forefather, Abraham. I'm going to take you into that land that I promised to your fathers. But when they came out of Egypt... They were not in the promised land. <laughs> Come on, I, I, I need you to see something. Just because you're out of bondage does not mean that you're in to the promised land. You've not reached your destination yet. And there's sometimes that God will rot you a certain way before you get to your destination to do some work in your lives. Wouldn't it be amazing as soon as we come out, we'll walk in? I can look at my life. 
And I'll be a testimony. I got saved in 1972. I was on drugs and just doing whatever I thought I could do. And I'll never forget, I went back to Germany uh, because I was in the military. And while there in Germany, I felt the call of God on my life. And I felt in my spirit at that time that God had something special for me. And um, my spirit embraced that. But between then and now, there's been a journey. I didn't realize some of the bumps and the bruises that I would have to go through in order to get there. And I didn't understand that even though I had come out of captivity, there was still some effect of the captivity left in me. So God said, I, I, I got to take you this route. I got to let you go through some things. So God is saying to us on this morning that between Egypt and the promised land, there is a journey. The Bible tells us in Luke, I think it is the 14th chapter, it says, no man that builds a tower, or no man builds a tower that sitteth not down first to count up the cost <laughs> to see whether he's able to finish it or not. In other words, no reasonable man will go out there, Brother Andrew, and say, I'm going to build me a house without sitting down first and said, what I need, I need to find a, a contractor. I need to find a carpenter. I need to check my money and see if I got enough money to see this project all the way through. How many times have we driven through our communities and seen houses that started being built but unfinished? Somebody didn't properly prepare for the things, the oppositions, and the obstacles that might come along the journey. And I want us to understand something because we're all saying, God, I want to be a revelation of Jesus Christ. God, I want to be like Jesus. I want to hear you say, well done. I want to spend eternity with you when I leave this world. But I want you to understand something. It does not come by you declaring that as a testimony. It comes by you engaging yourself in the journey to get there. Many people have said, oh, I want to please God. How many folk have ever said, oh, I want to please God? And really mean it. But when God puts situations in their lives, they back off. So God is saying to us on today that as we pursue 
our destination. Don't lose sight of the journey. There's some things that I want to share with us that we will learn on the journey. <laughs> One of the things that we will do on our journey is we'll find God. Come on. Many times God takes you a route just so you can find him. We look at the children of Israel. God found them in Egypt. But they had to find God in the wilderness. Okay, let me say that again. God found them in Egypt. God found you when you were a mess in the middle of a mess. We sang, I found God, but no, you didn't find God. God found you. But after God found you, then now he's going to take you on a journey so that you can find him. You got to discover who this God is. Where this power came from that took the taste of drugs out of my mouth. You see, I can become so excited about the fact that the things I used to do, I don't do no more. And the places I used to go, I don't go anymore. But if I don't get to find out about this God that brought me out, the very same thing that took me captive will be there to take me captive again. So God said, I'm going to take you on a route so that you can find me. You got to discover who I am. I want you to know. Everybody ought to know who God is. One of the problems in our lives is that after we got saved, we didn't spend enough time getting to know who this God is. But God said, I've taken you on a journey so that you can get to know me. David was a man that God found him on the backside of a desert, tending sheaves. And at the age of 14 years old, God established in David's heart his destination. Yes, But it wasn't until David reached 30 that he was able to walk in the office of what God had spoken to his life at 14. Come on. I need you to understand something. But it was during those 16 years that David discovered who God was. David said in the 23rd Psalm, David said, the Lord is my shepherd. I found out that when I'm going through difficulties, God is the one that is there to take me through. He lead me beside still waters. Sometimes you will never know how good God is until you go through some difficult times. Sometimes you will never seek God until you get to the place that you don't know where he is. Come on. So God said, there are times I have to take you to this route so you can learn me. Let me share something with you. <laughs> We've talked about Corona. I don't know if you want to call it Mr. or Ms. Corona. It doesn't matter. We've talked about Corona these last year and a half, almost two years, that we've dealt with Corona. <laughs> and... Um, 
One thing I want you to understand something. One of the things that I believe that has been in God's heart and still is in God's heart concerning Corona is that we would seek him. Come on. I need you to see something. We were so caught up in the political arena and who's leading and who's doing this and who's doing that. And putting our fight garment on to fight politically and socially. <laughs> but very few was seeking God. So God said, I'm going to put something up. Well, I wouldn't say he, I would, I'm not going to say that he put it. But he certainly allowed. He said, I'm going to allow this thing to come to get you to seek me. Come on. And I believe with all my heart that during this coronavirus, we had more folk began to seek God than ever before. Come on. And God, <laughs> I, I, I look at how great and awesome God is. Uh, 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 the Bible said uh, 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 that he knew how to take the bad things and the good things and work it out for his good. <laughs> and God knows how to do that. So, so God allowed this period of time to come, as I said earlier, so that we can seek his face. So that we can, now look at this here, because I want you to see something here. Uh, uh, it got so bad that we could not even congregate together. Okay. Now you may look at that as a travesty, or you may look at that as a severe hardship. But God said, I, what I'm trying to create is for you to find me for yourself. You see, a lot of folk were going to church and all they were doing was riding on the wave of the service in church but did not have a relationship with God for themselves. So God said, I'm going to create an arena and an atmosphere where you cannot depend on going to church, hearing the music, and even sometimes having someone lay hands on you. I want to create an arena where you can find me for yourself. So God said, there are some things I'll allow on the journey so that you can find me. The Bible tells us in Jeremiah, it said, you'll find me when you seek after me and when you search for me with what? All of your heart. I remember Job. You remember Job? I remember Job when he was going through this difficult time in his life. Now, Job, Brother Andrew, was doing good. He was doing so good that God testified concerning Job. Has anybody, God, ever testified concerning you? You know, look at Carling. She's a woman that loves me. God testified concerning Job. But even in the midst of the testimony, God set a journey for Job to go through. God said, check him. Try him. And while Job was going through this journey 
of trials and tribulation. Just because you're going through difficulties does not mean that God is not taking the oversight of your life. It does not mean that God does not care about you anymore. A lot of times in that journey, God wants you to search him out. <laughs> and I remember as Job reached the peak of his distress, it wasn't just a physical issue that Job was dealing with, but it was also his associates that kept coming to him and said, Job, you ain't no good. Job, you've done something wrong. Job, you've done that. And Job, you've done the other. And Job got to the place he just didn't know what to do. And Job cried out in the 26th chapter of Job and said, Oh, that I might find God. If I find God, I will plead my cause to God because I believe that he is a righteous judge. It was in the midst of his most difficult time that Job turned his eyes towards God. And God came and met him. Not only does God want you to find him in the midst of your journey, On this journey also, you will discover purpose. You'll discover purpose. You see, we gotta, we gotta be able to look into God's heart. A lot of times, let me share this with you. A lot of times on this journey, God would take you a route so that you can discover what it is that he wants to do with your life. Esther. Look at your neighbor and say, Esther. Esther was a beautiful woman. A woman that was selected to be a part of a beauty pageant. To win the heart of the then king. And God allowed Esther to become the person that won the pageant. Okay, follow me now. See, because I, I, I need you to understand something. God is so awesome in his dealing in our lives. We can get locked into one thing that we feel God is doing while God is still working some other things out. I shared with you, God wants you to find purpose on your journey. Here, Esther, in the castle, in the palace with King Ahasuerus, well, whatever his name is. And living the life. You see, sometimes we can get caught with living the life that we don't realize that God is unfolding purpose. <laughs> Esther undoubtedly just was enjoying what was happening to her and for her. But God began to unfold his purpose for Esther's life. 
because I, I want you to see here now, sometimes uh, when we're going through difficulties, uh, sometimes you don't even realize your strengths until you start going through some things. Sometimes you don't even realize what God has impacted you with until you start going through some things. There are times that folk discover their prayer ministries while going through difficult times. Come on. Sometimes you, 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 you know, you, you, you can go haphazardly along and start going through some difficult times and even in the midst of those difficult times you begin to talk to God and you begin to pray and earnestly seek God and in the midst of your seeking God you find God beginning to work in your life and as you're going God start developing a passion in you not for yourself but others and many times God can use difficulties to allow you to find and discover your purpose Come on. That's why we cannot abort the journey because on the journey we can discover purpose. We can discover what God has ordained for our lives. You'll find individuals that will discover their prophetic ministries on the journey. I'm going through some difficult times. I'm dealing with some situations, but there are many times on that journey, God will begin to speak some things. And, and you, you, you remember Sam, uh, um, the lad, Samuel. Mm -hmm. And God spoke to Samuel, and Samuel said, came to Eli, said, did you call me? He said, no, I didn't call you. I'm going to show you something. Samuel became a prophet to the nation. But it was through those routes that Samuel discovered his prophetic ministry because God began to speak to him. I want you to, and, and what I'm trying to get you to see on today that wherever you are in life, open your spirit and open your spiritual ears to hear what God has for you. You see, because now what we will a lot of time focus on the difficulties, and then now the enemy will take those difficulties and challenge us to make, well, God don't care. God don't really, God is not going to. No, but God is trying to get you to listen to him. And as you listen to him, you will find him and discover your purpose. I don't know about you, but there's one thing that I want to know in life. I want to be able to understand, first of all, that God has purpose for my life, and also to be able to discover how I move into that purpose that God has for my life. And then now, after finding God, discovering purpose, you, find, you do all of this on the journey now, then now God will position you to impact and change the world. I want to share something with every one of you here, every one of you that's listening to my voice on today, that God have orchestrated and ordained your life to make an impact on somebody else's life. I don't care who you are. 
You may never adorn this pulpit. You may never go into revivals or anything like that. But you can rest assured that if God saved you, he have ordained that you impact somebody's life. But he's going to take you on the journey so that you can be prepared for that. Look at Joseph. Joseph was a man from his birth that he understood destiny because God spoke to Joseph from his mother's womb and told Joseph, said, I am going to allow you to stand head and shoulders above your siblings and came back and spoke the word to him and said, even your parents are going to have to bow down to you. But Joseph couldn't blink his eye and walk into that. It took Joseph some 17 years before the time, before, between the time that he received that prophecy until he began to walk in it. And I want you to understand something. <laughs> Job learned, Joseph learned a lot about God during that journey. He learned a lot about himself during that journey. He discovered purpose. Here Joseph locked up in prison, not knowing when he's going to get out. But God had already impacted Joseph with ministry. You see, let me share something with you. It, whatever God has impacted you with, uh, when you're going through, it does not cancel out what he's impacted you with. If we've just settled ourselves, God will allow that to work in you and through you even while you're going through difficulties. And here Joseph in, locked up in prison, and God allowed the baker and the butler to have a dream. And the baker and the butler came to Joseph and shared the dream with him. And that thing that was in Joseph, it wasn't Joseph's intellect. It wasn't the fact that Joseph was smarter than they were. It was because of the anointing of God that God had placed upon Joseph's life. And Joseph interpreted the dream. And as a result of that, without going through the whole story, Joseph was freed out of prison because of the anointing that was in his life. But I want you to look at now. Uh, the, the, the rest of the story as a result of Joseph being placed into the palace uh, with the king being second in command in the kingdom of Egypt, uh, God allowed Joseph to impact not only the Egyptians uh, but also the children of Israel when the time came uh, Joseph looked at his brothers and said what you meant for evil God meant it for good why? that he might save many people alive he allowed me to go through those things so that, so that he can position me so that I can impact the world. Joseph said, I never would have been able to. Y'all worried about, you, you know, what you're, Joseph told the brother, don't, don't even worry about it. Joseph said, Look at what Joseph, Joseph, it wasn't even you. You put me in the pit, but it wasn't you. Joseph said, God sent me before you. Hmm just so that he could equip me so that I can impact your life and the world. We must embrace the journey that God has us on. Don't run from the journey. 
Embrace the journey. How do I embrace the journey? First of all, trust God. Come on. You got to trust God. Because believe you me, there's some things that you're going to encounter on the journey that you're not going to have the slightest clue about what's happening or how to get through it. But if you could just trust God, trust God. God has what? Everything in control. Even when you're at your lowest low, trust God. You know how we used to sing the song, I know somehow, I know some way we're going to make it. That's a cry of trusting God. God, I, I can't see my way through this, but God, I trust you. That God, even though it's not favorable for my flesh, I trust the fact that God, you're working something out. And trusting God caused you to rest in his care. Just because you trust God does not mean that he's going to always take you down 95. There's sometimes he's going to take you along some side roads. But it's on those side roads that you begin to learn some things that you won't learn on 95 North or 95 South. Don't just believe that because I trust God that everything is going to fall in my line. And I say my line because a lot of time my line is not God's line. In God's line, it may be through uh, 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 the pit. It may be in the prison, but God is still working some things out. And if you trust God when it's all over, you will see what God was trying to do. So if you want to embrace the journey, trust God. Trust God. Not only trust God, but be led by and empowered by the Holy Spirit. Pastor Carlene preached a message a couple of weeks ago, and she demonstrated so powerfully the effect of someone being led by the Spirit. You remember she gave the illustration up here with body, soul, and spirit, and how when a person is led by the Spirit, come on, they can come into God's purpose, but when they're being led by the flesh, they can go astray, okay? Mm, mm, mm. You see, the Spirit of God has been given to us to lead us on this journey. Can I serve notice on you? You're not smart enough to know how to navigate this journey without God. Come on. You're not smart enough. You gotta be led by the spirit 
One of the greatest tragedies in the body of Christ is that individuals have not discovered the objective and the power of the Holy Spirit in our lives. We push the Holy Spirit to the side and we thank God that oh, I got this power that I can quake and shake. But we never submit ourselves to the leading and the guidance of the Holy Spirit. And you will never make this journey in life without being led by the Spirit of God. God, there's some things on this journey that you will never be able to deal with without the power of the Spirit. Come on. And if there's one thing, if there's one thing that we, the believers and the body of Christ, need to learn how to tap into, is we need to learn how to tap into our guide. You will go to a theme park. You will go to a, 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 a recreational park, and you will want to see the sights, but they said, let me give you a guide. Mm -hmm. let me, let, because they know all of the sights. They know the traffic jams over here, so they'll take you this route because now they understand the things that are there that you need to understand, but also they understand the obstacles. Uh -huh. And the Holy Spirit knows the route. The Holy Spirit knows uh, the destination. He knows uh, where God has assigned for you to go and do. So he knows how to get you there. But if you don't learn how to submit to his leading, you'll find yourself uh, pilfering over here and, and dealing over here and going over here and going over there and doing life by trial and error. More error. Come on. Than anything. But my Bible tells me that if you're led by the Spirit, then you will manifest the objective or the sonship that God had ordained for you. So I want you to learn how to trust God. Purpose in your heart that God, I, I, I'm going to trust you. And let me share something with you. God has given us a, a history of individuals that as a result of their trusting him, uh, they made it through. Come on. God has given us a history of individuals uh, that were led by the spirit of God, even when they did not have the spirit of God in them. But they were led by the voice of God and the, the directions of God. And because of that, they were able to fulfill purpose. Come on, I, I need you to see something here. So now I, I want you to understand, sir, if I'm going to embrace the journey, I've got to learn how to trust God. Why? Because along this journey, my faith is going to be tested, y'all. Your faith will be tested. I don't care what God promised you. I don't care how clear the destination is before you. Your faith will be tested. Jesus understood his destiny when he came into the earth. But Jesus' faith was tested. Come on. And the Bible said that Jesus was being led of what? The Spirit. And Jesus trusted God. With the directions that God had for his life. Your faith is going to be tested. Your past is going to be brought up before you. How many persons here have a past? Your past will be brought before you. 
your past failures, your past hurts, your past disappointments, and let me throw this in too, your past pleasures. Come on. Will be brought before you. Because let me share this with you. One of the places that the devil intensifies his attack is on the journey. Let me show you something. The devil doesn't care as much about the folk that are in Egypt as he does about those that are in the wilderness. Those in Egypt, he already got them. But those that are in the wilderness, they're headed somewhere. You ought to look at somebody and say, I'm headed somewhere. And what the devil will do, the devil will attack you while you're in the wilderness. How often the devil reminded the children of Israel, you remember what it was like when you was in Egypt? How often did they declare, we didn't buy it, I'll go back, at least we had garlic and onions and leeks. Why? Because the devil wants to challenge you to abandon the journey, give up on your dream and your destination, and turn back. Come on. But I don't care how many difficulties that I have to face. I don't care how many challenges that I have to go through. I must remind myself that God you're in here with me. You know how to bring me to wherever it is that you're trying to take me. And while you're doing it, God, whatever it is you need to work on in my life, I'll be the first to tell you that on my journey, there were some things that I never even realized was in me. Come on. There were some times, Stephanie, that I thought, you know, I thought I was, you know, that and a bag of chips. But God took me some routes to let me see, Ed, you, you're, not, you, you, you're not all of that. This, look at this. Look, look at this. Look at your attitude over here. Look, look at this. I embraced. I embraced the journey. Still embracing the journey. And as a result, God is taking me to my destiny. First Peter 5 and 8 says, be sober. Be sober. Hallelujah, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. The devil is still the devil. Look at your neighbor and say, the devil is still the devil. Amen said be sober be vigilant because your adversary the devil is as a roaring lion walking about seeking whom he may devour when I fell on the road it's because I allowed the devil to distract me come on but you got to be sober got to get your head straight come on you got to get your heart straight 
being sober means that I can walk through difficulties and still remain upright. Why? Because my strength is in him. And then uh, as Paul declared in his final words to Timothy he said Timothy my time of departure is at hand my journey is complete I've done what God told me to do and Paul said I want you to understand Timothy that I fought a good fight I didn't just skip through life I fought there were some things that I had to fight I had to fight my feelings I had to fight the things that were going on in my mind I, I, I fought but I fought a good fight I fought the fight of faith and I finished my course I didn't abandon ship when things weren't going right when they didn't think that I was really a man of God I didn't pack my bags and walked out walk out Paul said I finished my course when I was whipped and beaten when I went into different cities I didn't say God you're not fair to me but I kept on going I finished my course I had to travel up and down amen around the Mediterranean and all along uh, 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 different places uh, when I didn't feel well in my body but I finished my course and I've kept the faith the thing that kept me going was my faith in God I kept trusting God when things didn't look right I still said God you're in control when I was out on the sea on my way to Rome and this Eurycan wind came up and was trying to destroy the ship and all of us on it I settled myself and God spoke to me said everything's gonna be all right I trusted God therefore there's laid up for me a crown of righteousness which God the righteous judge have set for me because I embraced the journey I trusted God I was led by the Spirit of God and empowered by the Spirit of God I found God I discovered my purpose and I touched lives I impacted lives so I'm good <laughs> I'm good Hallelujah. Somebody clap your hands and tell the Lord thank you. My journey there, we're still on our journey. But God is doing something in our lives. 
Don't let your past determine your future, where you're going. You're just on a journey. You're just on a journey. And God is doing some things in you. Stay attached to God. Be led by the Spirit of God. Submit yourself to the things of God. And you'll find out that what you're going through is nothing more than preparation for where you're going. Embrace the journey. Stand to your feet, everybody. Hallelujah. I trust that you all have heard God on today. <clears throat> because I preach this message on today does not mean that the devil is going to pack his bag and say, I'm going to leave him alone. No. It's to let you understand that on the journey, the devil is lurking. But there's some things if you tap into, I don't care what you're going through on this journey, God will see you through it. And he'll bring you to your destiny in him. How many of you determined that you want to reach that destiny? I haven't made it yet. I may be a preacher, a bishop, or whatever, but I haven't made it yet. I still don't know what else is on my journey. Come on. But I want to make sure that I stay connected to him so that as I continue my journey, God will continue to Reveal himself to me. Lead me and allow me to impact somebody's life. Lift your hands to him, if you will. I want to pray on today. Father, we bless you today. We thank you, oh God. That God, you have purpose for our lives. God, that you didn't just leave us here so that we can drift listlessly through life. But God, that you've given every one of us a destination. There's something that you want to do in and with and through every one of us. Oh God, but as you've taught us on today, God, that there is a journey. I pray right now, God, that the journey that is still before us, that you will strengthen us for the journey ahead. As Paul declared in Ephesians, I pray, God, that you will strengthen us with might by your spirit in our inner man. Mm. God, so that we can continue to make the journey. We can continue to discover purpose so that we can continue to impact lives. We surrender ourselves right now, Lord, into your hands. We present our bodies in your hand 
Somebody say right now, I present my body, Lord, in your hand. You want to use my body. Mm, I present my body to you, Lord, so that you can use my body to prove to principalities and powers your manifold wisdom. Have your way, Lord, in every one of us. We yield to you right now. And Father, if there's anyone that's listening to me today that's not saved, I pray right now that you would meet them right now where they are. You said no man come to you except you draw them. You showed us that you found the children of Israel in Egypt. Find them where they are right now. In the name of Jesus, reveal yourself to them. Right now, in the name of Jesus, turn their hearts to you. Establish boundaries in their lives. God, that will cause their footsteps to be led to you. If you're one of those today that's listening to my voice that are not saved, but you want to be saved, I want you to just repeat after me and say, Lord Jesus, right now, I surrender my life and my heart into your hand. I believe that you have a destiny for my life. And God, I want to fulfill that destiny. So right now, I surrender my life into your hands. Save me right now, Lord. Forgive me of every sin and wash me in your blood. Bring me into your kingdom right now. In the name of Jesus, I surrender, Lord, everything about my life in your hands. Have your way, Lord, in my life. In the name of Jesus Christ, amen and amen. Come on, give the Lord a praise, everybody. Come on, that's it. Give him a praise. Give him a praise. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Praise God. You may be seated if you can. Thank you, Bashandiriosa. Thank you, Jesus. You that are online on this morning, I want you to ponder this word in your heart. There are many of you that's online on this morning that God has great things that he've ordained for your lives. And some of you, because of the things that you've been going through, you've been feeling like giving up, wondering whether or not God is really with you. But I want you to settle your spirit on today. Ekaba, settle your spirit and allow God to lead you you through the same God that leads you in knows how to lead you out trust God with your lives allow God to develop and cultivate in you that thing that he's called you for thank you Jesus Praise God. 
you that are here on today, I want you to really take this word to heart. Take this word to heart. God has something for your life. I don't care where you are. Um, I mean, Brother Jimmy have this running. It's not really a joke. <laughs> but it's running declaration that we are like Caleb because we're up in age but God still has something for us I think Caleb was at 85 years old and Caleb said I'm just as strong today as I was when God made the promise to me I've been on a journey but now it's time for me to inherit my mountain and I'm saying this to declare unto you I don't care what you've gone through in your life I don't care what stage you are in your life there's still something greater that God has for you the book has not been closed come on the book has not been closed just because you've gone through some chapters that were not uh, you, you know favorable it does not mean that the book is closed you haven't gotten to the end of the book yet stay the course and allow God to show you what it is that he has for your life you hear me allow God to show you what it is what it is he have for your life. You're on a journey. God had the destination that he has for your life. The journey has been difficult. It's up and down. But God's destination is still intact. Still intact. Purpose in your heart that God I'm going to get there. I'm going to surrender my life into your hands so that I can get there. Isadora, I want to share a word with you. <clears throat> God spoke this to me a couple of weeks ago. He spoke this to me. I was before the Lord and he spoke this to me about you. He said to tell Isadora that the thing that he has for your life is still there. Don't allow the thing that you've gone through, nor your age, to make you feel like the purpose of God has diminished. Hallelujah. There's still a word in your mouth that God has given you. And because a lot of time of the different things, the turmoil that we have to go through, we get so caught up on tending to the turmoil and the things that we are dealing with that we feel that our time has passed. God, so your time has not passed. There's still a multitude that God wants to reach through you. God has impacted you with something 
Isidore, he's impacted you with something special, something that I don't even have. But as you yield yourself to God, God's going to allow you to see where he still desires to take you in the lives that he still wants to use you to touch. I declare it so right now. In the name of Jesus. Jimmy, that same word is for you. That same word is for you, Jimmy. God, you, you know the scripture that says in Corinthians said, I have not seen nor ear heard neither have it entered into the hearts of men the things that God had prepared for them. God said that word is for you. You're on a journey and there's some things that you've discovered on this journey about God and about you. But God said there's so much more that he has in store for you. The difficulties are not stoppages. Okay? Difficulties are not stoppages. Difficulties are learning points. And I hear God saying, Jimmy, that there's so many things that you are learning because you've tuned in your heart and your ear to hear. But God said, as you learn, surrender to him and let him take you into the fullness of what he had in store for you. And I pray right now divine strength on your life. Not just physical strength, but spiritual strength. I pray for divine strength right now over his life. God speak to his heart during the late hours of the night. Speak to his heart and make your word plain to him. In the name of Jesus. Jimmy, keep your ears open to God. God's going to begin to speak to your heart. He's going to begin to speak some things to you. And he's going to let you see that it is him that's speaking to you. Okay? Keep your heart open to him. God has some things in store for your life. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Mm. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Son, Lasagna, will you both stand for me, please? Hallelujah. God said he's bringing a settling, a settling in your spirit. Settling. He's going to settle you all. Settle. Settle. 
Allow him to settle. There are times that we can be filled with destiny. You understand what I'm saying? And sometimes in our desire to reach those destinies, we can go here, there, whatever. God said he's going to settle you all, settle you all inside of what he had ordained for your lives. And that may seem strange because both of you all would say, well, I, I believe I understand what God has ordained for my life. And that, that could be fine. That could be true. But God said there's a settling. That he's going to bring upon your lives. And as he settled you, I just hear him. He said, as he settled you, you are going to begin to see plainly how to walk the journey okay yield to him yield to him yield to him and can I share something else with you can I share something with you never allow anything in your lives to outweigh what God have placed in your spirit for him. Okay, y'all understand what I'm saying? Y'all understand what I'm saying? Never allow anything. Because God knows what he put in you. He knows where he is taking you. He knows the different things that he's using you to accomplish. But keep your spirit settled in him. <laughs> Hallelujah, Jesus. One of the reasons why that's so true, and I'm not saying this is a fact to you all, but one of the reasons why that is so true, because once we settle our hearts in him, he can change our directions whenever he wants to. Okay. We were in Jamaica for 13 and a half years. We were bishops over the Caribbean. We had churches in Trinidad, Bahamas, and throughout Jamaica that we oversaw. And I believe that we were fulfilling purpose. But there came a time that God had to change our direction. And we were so locked into what we were doing over here, we never would have heard God over here. You, you, you understand what I'm saying? When you settle yourself in God, even though I'm 
walking in what I feel God has for me now, I'm also open when he say, take this direction. You, you follow what I'm saying? God, right now, in the name of Jesus, I declare that their spirits will be settled in you, that the ears will be open to you. And they would order their steps in that that you have ordained for their lives. Cause them to rest in you. Keep their ears in tuned to your voice. I thank you for it. I declare it over their lives right now. In the name of Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. Come on, tell the Lord thank you. Come on, tell him thank you. That's it. Tell him thank you. Praise God. Hallelujah. Well, praise God. You may be seated. We're going to get ready to go. But I feel the Lord doing something. I feel him doing something. And he's taking us someplace. He's taking us someplace. Don't despise the route. Never despise the route to where you're going. You get more on the route than you get at the destination. Because it's on the route that you learn. You find God. You find purpose. And you learn how to impact lives. How I many that's what your heart's desire is? Hallelujah. We know that you were blessed by today's message. We have to not only be listeners of the word of God, but also doers. To find out what your next steps may be, simply go to ofhorangeburg.com forward slash next. Come again next week where we will make sure you have a place to find God.